happy holidays to all my fellow drifters and riders of the broken road. Here's a little something I put together to celebrate the season, Days Gone style. Enjoy. part of my special mini-series on podcasting with the amazing podcasters Daniel of Video Games and Coffee and Rob and Calvin of Project Tech Gaming drops this Sunday. I had so much fun talking to those guys, and although it's not specifically Days Gone-centric, I hope it's been an entertaining aside for everyone. My goal is always to inspire people to step out of their comfort zone and try something new that they've always wanted to do. As I mentioned in the mini-series, I got into podcasting a few years ago when I realized that it was something I wanted to try out, but air quotes didn't have the right voice for. I heard myself thinking that, and I realized, fuck that, there's no rule who can and can't do a podcast. Sometimes you have to remind yourself that life's too short to pass up opportunities and hold you back from what you want. All right, tonight we're going to be diving into the Freaker virus, also referred to in-game as the Hooligan virus. Although Days Gone walks, talks, and acts like a zombie game, the Freakers are not actually zombies. That's made very clear in the game. They are living, breathing beings who eat, sleep, and drink. They just happen to be infected with a virus that alters their behavior. Joining me for this discussion, I want to welcome back onto the show, Josh Bryant. Hey, Josh, welcome back. How's it going? It's great. Thank you for having me again. Thanks for coming back. All right, let's just dive right into it. I want to start with what we know about the virus, in particular, how the virus spreads. You did some 
excellent research. You went through all the Nero Intel field notes, and there's one, uh, number 2064, that talks specifically about how the virus spreads. You want to take point on that and walk us through what it says? Sure. Uh, it says that um, evidence suggests the virus spreads through the lymph system, reproducing and attacking cells on a catastrophic scale, expressing a series of normally dormant proto-oncogenes into an active state similar to cancer. All right. How do we how do we break that down? So there's a lot of medical <laughs> stuff. So I had to look up what proto-oncogenes are, and they're genes that normally help cells grow. And when the proto-oncogenes mutate, or there are too many copies, they become like a bad gene, and that can permanently they can become permanently activated when they're not supposed to be. And that's how they grow out of control, and that's how you end up with cancer. So that's the research I did on that. <laughs> I was just I read this thing and I was like, that's just a lot of science talk to me. How how do yeah. you how do you break down like what this means? <laughs> I mean that's that's already more than I uh, knew. I am not a doctor, <laughs> uh, but I always just kind of view it more of like rabies. Um, it's similar that it it can basically anything can get rabies. Mm -hmm. um, some things we have a vaccine for rabies, but not for other animals. But it spreads incredibly fast through like all bodily fluids, saliva, blood, etc. And yeah, it, it spreads faster, though, than anything that we currently know of, thankfully. Yeah, so let's talk about the um, the initial infection. So we had, let me see. So the stats that are given in the game is a near 90% mortality rate for all subjects under 12 and over 60. And then going through the, the various clues we're given in the, the Nero Intel do you want to talk us through these, the the kind of how the initial infection was tracked? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, if you go through the, the menu, you can find all those notes, uh, and they're not in chronological order, but uh, in, uh, let's see, field note 0701, they found a colony of bats numbering three to 4,000 in a cave where they mutated and went into a frenzy and killed each other. Uh Later on, uh, early stage patients escaped from a facility, but stayed in a group. They were wearing only medical gowns and bracelets. They found them deep in a cave and they had torn each other apart. So uh, I think everybody, it's safe to say, every creature that gets this goes into kind of a rage state, at least mm -hmm. for a little while. Which reminds me of, of uh, the movie 28 Days Later, which mm -hmm. again was a similar kind of thing where it was a zombie movie, but I remember when I saw it, I didn't think it was a zombie movie because it, they're not like in Days Gone, they're not dead. They're just infected. And they're infected with this kind of rage virus that just makes you go fucking crazy and want to kill everyone, um, yeah. which is terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. There's a great scene in that movie where uh, there's a, a father and daughter and the dad gets a drop of blood, lands in his eye. And he just, he has about 20 seconds to tell his daughter, like, get away from me. I'm about to go crazy. Like, this is yeah. it. I'm done for. You need to run. And he just can't control himself from, like, almost tearing his daughter to pieces. Yeah, that seemed much faster even than uh, the hooligan virus in Days Gone. I don't think anyone's changing within seconds, but uh, obviously within, like, a week, you're pretty gone. Yeah, you have in here, field note 2105, if exposed, the infection rate is close to 100%, which is so fucking crazy. Um in the first weeks, almost everyone under 12 was killed. 
um, nearly all over 60 were killed as well. The virus continues to mutate at an exponential rate, which I guess is kind of interesting, the idea that the virus is mutating. I mean, obviously this game was written and made before the pandemic. So this is this comes from a time before we were all thinking about <laughs> viral mutations. And, you know, scientists obviously were doing that. But like the average person, we probably didn't know that much about how how viruses work. It's not something we we think about. But here we are, you know, coming out of the the coronavirus pandemic, and we're all sort of like armchair experts on <laughs> on viruses and pandemics and how this works. Yeah. I got it's a just, crash course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just crazy to think about how, like, to compare it to the real world how everything with COVID kind of played out and then just think about a virus that is so much more deadly and has such a a more impactful effect, even on the survivors. You know, if you're infected, you're screwed. Like there's no cure for this, the the hooligan virus, there's no cure. There's no mild case. You know, it's not like you could be asymptomatic. Although, I don't know, we can get into that later of how Deacon and Sarah and everyone are not showing any then they're obviously exposed to the virus but they don't seem to be affected by it whether they're immune or whatever we don't know we'll we'll get into that in a bit but it's just kind of crazy to think about such uh such a powerful virus yeah and i have to assume uh everyone who got infected pretty quickly beyond the initial wave knew they were infected with something and like the terror of losing your humanity mm. like it's one thing to know you're going to die but it's kind of another to know you might eat your family uh, Jesus, uncontrollably yeah. while you're still you know you're not a zombie you're just gonna have rage and eat them all because i don't think back then they were even aware that people would kind of like or all the freaks would join up as a weird like a swarm yeah like because they do sort of develop kind of a hive mind in the yeah. hordes like if one of them sees you they all see you it's nuts it's nuts to think about the idea that they are still alive they are perhaps still very much conscious because they do the you know aside from just being the hive mind in in the swarms and the hordes there's mention about them doing things that sort of imitate or echo their old lives you know yeah, there's the like mention of one of the freakers yeah puts the watch on and the clothing and all of that and it's like are they moving out of the virus and like back towards humanity is the rage lessening or are they doing something else? Is it evolving in some other way? Yeah. And then I guess we may want to get to this later, but I wondered if, because I, I mean, there's plenty of times where you'll see different types of freakers attack each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so did the the different types, you know, like it's not like a bees colony where there's worker bees and there's, you know, there's like the warrior bees. These are just, if you're a different one, we'll fight you. Like they have a different um, pheromone that they're emitting. And it just triggers them. The breakers will attack all the other freaks. True. And I guess screamers don't. Uh, None of them really seem to attack screamers that I've seen. That's a good point. Yeah, well, screamers don't really attack anything. They just scream. Yeah, but they kind of work as like an advanced warning system for the others. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I accidentally parked my bike next to a screamer the other day. She was kind of like hidden in a bush, like behind a tree. I couldn't see her. And I was just like driving up, I was was going up the trail towards the pot farm. I was trying to get a a shot for the hide and deek game that's on Reddit, (laughs) that's going on on Reddit at the moment. Um, And I 
stopped halfway up the the trail jumped off the bike and then suddenly it was just everything was doing that blue and red and and you know there's the ringing in your ears and I'm like where where what where did she come from and I look around she's just like standing in a bush and then all of these freaks just came out of nowhere and just like descended on me (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever actually uh witnessed the full amount that they can bring down because I just try to kill them immediately yes yeah usually when you see them i either avoid them or hit the nitro or run over them or like kill them um i love it when you're hiding and oh it's another thing we should bring up when you're hiding in a bush or something Mm -hmm. or or, or wherever and a screamer is walking around but they don't know that you're there they they do that thing where they hum they hum that little tune which again is like are they coming back to some sort of humanity yeah or is it uh just um a memory like trapped yeah. in their their head yeah. and it's like a habit yeah yeah it could be i've heard people say that they've heard the freaks say words like very very occasionally someone on reddit uh, had said that they'd heard a freak say biker or drifter or something like that which i don't know i haven't seen it myself so i haven't been able to confirm it but several people have said, yeah, I've heard them just very, very occasionally say random words. I, I'm going to put this out there. I think that's a quizzling. Uh, that's a what? A quizzling? A, quiz, a quizzling is like uh, in like um, World War Z uh, by Max Brooks. Those are like uh, people who uh, can't handle what's happening. So they basically try to become their own zombie. They're not bit. They just um, pretend they're like cosplaying zombies. Uh, oh. And they'll bite people and stuff, but they're still human. And I kind of think that's something closer to uh, not necessarily people hanging out with the freaks, but maybe you ran into some rippers who want to yes, be freaks. I was going to say, I mean, you obviously you have the rippers that that's the whole thing is let's be like the freaks. Yeah. So, yeah, it could have been. It could be that they just ran into a ripper. Or maybe there is something in the game where they do have a few rippers that are, like you say, kind of cosplaying as the freaks. And they're like mixed in there just to, just to I mix mean, if it you, up a bit. If you rubbed, uh, you know, like in Walking Dead, they rub blood all over themselves. The zombies can't smell them mm-hmm. or identify them. If you rub yourself in like freaker pheromones and shit, would they notice you? Yeah, probably not. I mean, if you have the pheromones, then if that's what they're going off. Yeah, which kind of seems like they are. Yeah. Yeah, which explains how they, yeah, how they kind of, they have their little paths that they follow, you know, the same little tracks that they go on from all their feeding grounds, their watering hole, and back to their cave. Like, yeah. you imagine that sort of scent marked in some way. <laughs> I'm glad they don't have, like, a smell-o-vision for these. <laughs> oh, my It'd God. be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the first few times, early on in the game, when you come across a freaking nest, like, Boozer or whoever you're with is like, oh, God, oh, that smell, and, like, really react. And Deacon's just always like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't care. He's so used to it. It makes you wonder how bad does he smell, you know, because he's just, like, running around in all this, like, freak shit and, uh, you know, going in the caves and stuff. Like, ew. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess you occasionally get a shower if you wade through some deep enough water, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> not sure he's getting many otherwise i suppose he's out in the rain a lot so it's oh, like that's, everything's that's getting true. washed off yeah <laughs> although in my experience <laughs> if you're out riding in the rain that's not a shower right <laughs> <laughs> it actually smells worse by the end i can imagine yeah <laughs> you just get splashed with like mud and all the crap on the ground <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not really a clean feeling 
<laughs> um, all right, so stage two, one to two years question mark after infection. Um, you you'd done the notes where you found out that they have the tendons and the hands and fingers are less constricted and claw-like, so it it is like they are loosening up, perhaps. Yeah, that is very interesting. Yeah, and then this is where we we learn that you know they're starting to wear new clothing and jewelry, so some sort of perhaps reversion to reversion is that a word? Reverting? Regression. Regression. <laughs> Whatever the <laughs> word is, to their past lives, or a drive to evolve into something, and it's just coincidental that it's you know clothing and jewelry and stuff like that. Yeah, because I, I like if you go into the photo mode, you can really get close to their hands, and they're all claw-like. Mm. Um, I'm wondering if that because we're at two years after it happened in the game, so were they actually more claw-like before, and like now they're notice the scientists are noticing they're less claw-like after a while. Good question. Because they already look pretty, uh, pretty gnarly, but I guess we never see them. Yeah, I sort of question like the 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 visual aesthetic of the freaks is very zombie, you know the kind of the weird like sores on the face and the kind of it almost looks like the skin is deteriorating. Um, so it sometimes to me it feels like there's a little bit of a disconnect between the mythology, the lore of the virus, and the, just the visuals of the game. Um, but I guess if you lived for two years, like a like a filthy animal like living literally in your own shit and killing things with your with your claw like hands and like eating you know raw dead meat and animals and stuff like you'd probably have some crazy manky skin thing going on <laughs> well i also wondered if the, all the like the sores on their face are a result of um the constant uh proto-oncogenes uh, we talked about earlier right. just con they're constantly like replicating and so you're going to get deformations and sores and yeah. all kinds of stuff yeah yeah that makes that makes total sense because i feel like they'd have those even if sarah has one locked up in a lab they're going to look like that like even if they're not living out in their own shit so yeah i think yeah they're just constantly mutating and evolving that makes sense um we also have that they the scat samples prove that the freaks are eating various vegetation, not just meat, which I thought was kind of interesting. They do actually eat like plants or mushrooms or, or whatever, because you never see them do that in the game. They're always eating from a body. Yeah. Well, I wonder if they only started doing that because they were running out of meat. Because mm. there's not that many people or non-infected animals. And I don't know if eating an infected animal would give them, you know, like zombies don't eat other zombies. I don't know if it works that way. Uh, for the freakers if they would want to eat another animal or just kill it like another yeah. freak animal well the breakers will eat freakers that they've killed i'm pretty yeah, sure the, i've seen that the, the first time you encounter a breaker at the airplane oh right does, yeah of course it, he kills it does a do freak but but is that just because uh like as a show of dominance or is he actually like getting nutrients from that and like doing it as a normal dietary behavior who knows we have a lot of questions. <laughs> Nero should get on that <laughs> yeah. and answer that. Because um, there's, of course, you know, with the animals that you kill, you can harvest the meat from like regular wolves, but you can't harvest the meat from runners. So obviously humans 
like a non-infected people like Deacon and Boozer and everyone, they're not going to eat Freaker meat, you know, because you, you wouldn't want to eat, you're not going to eat something with rabies. You're not going to eat something with a hooligan virus. Like you don't want to risk getting infected. Although now I'm like, there was somebody who tried it. Oh yeah, <laughs> somebody did. <laughs> like sure. those anarchists, they might have done it. I wonder if the well, the the rippers wouldn't have done. But I wonder if what the rippers think of the infected animals. Yeah, I don't know that they would treat them the same. Yeah, they worship the freaks, but would they worship like freak animals? Because you do. There is that weird mission where the rippers are killing all the dogs in the town. Do you remember that one? Yeah, the one that Boozer gets pissed about. Yeah. But- yeah, I don't know. Why were they even killing the dogs? Just to be assholes? I'm not entirely sure. I I feel like the answer is probably in there, but I haven't really figured it out. But now I'm wondering if maybe it is something to do with the fact that they are uninfected and maybe they're trying to kill things that are not infected to leave more room for things that are infected. Like maybe they were trying to like feed the runners or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also wondered uh, in the very early when you first encounter O'Brien, he's like talking to a deer carcass and he was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, and in, in another week you would have become or you would have mutated too, like it was infected or something. Right. And now that's interesting that he says that because you're right. He does say to the deer carcass that he that the deer was destined to be infected, but we never see infected deer in the game. Yeah. Or uh, mountain lions, cougars. Yeah. Um, even though some somewhere I've read that even insects can be infected. Yeah. So it spreads to literally everything of any kind of life form. Um, and I, yeah. I saw that uh, with like the runners, if you zoom way in in the, in the photo mode, they're literally covered in tiny flies like buzzing all around them. Oh, they are? Yeah, you have to zoom way cool. in. And like adjust the focus settings and like your aperture, but mm-hmm. uh, you can find like swarms of flies all around them. So That's I don't know, check it out. It's pretty neat, like how well, detailed it is. <laughs> that makes sense because if they if the freaks are like running around in their own shit, I mean, it makes sense that the animals would be too for reasons unknown. I guess we don't know why <laughs> they're so filthy, um, but yeah, of course, where there's shit, there's flies. Right. So that might make sense. I don't. I don't want to see uh, freaker mosquitoes. That sounds terrible. Oh God, <laughs> that would be awful. That would be. <laughs> but it seems like worse nightmare. Inevitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's no way mosquitoes aren't feeding on them. True. Do you get a lot of mosquitoes in Oregon? Um, uh, the times I've gone, I haven't. But uh, I guarantee they are there. Yeah, I don't think there's anywhere <laughs> in the world that doesn't have mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Or ticks. Ooh. Oh. That would be bad. I'm getting That'd be a shitty way now. to get an infected, too, is just like a tick bit you. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting scary. Now we're into insects. This is terrifying because insects are everywhere and they're unstoppable because they're so small and they outnumber you so much. Now, I, I, don't, I really don't want to go down this path, but I'm going to say, what about spiders? Because I fucking hate <laughs> spiders. Spiders. Oh, I I actually like spiders, and and they rarely would ever bite you. But although I guess spider, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Can you imagine? Especially if it got big, a horde, a horde. Oh no, a horde (laughs) of spiders, freaker (laughs) spiders in a horde. Oh, can you imagine how many there would be? Because spiders way outnumber humans. 
<laughs> and imagine well, if they created a hive mind and they were living in the sawmill, like up in the rafters, and they'd all like fall down on you. You, you couldn't stop. You can't shoot a spider. <laughs> no, you'd be screwed. Just have to burn the entire place. That's how you do it. You just burn the sawmill. It'll go up easy. It's all wood. <laughs> oh, we should have tried that in the game. I mean, yeah, why not just <laughs> burn the building to the ground? <laughs> well, you, just you can set up all, all these the bombs. Doors. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best tactic. I don't know why that's not possible. All right, let's go through the different types of freakers that are in the game because um, right. we've got some good info on these. So the newts, let's start with the newts. So these are infected adolescents, 12 years and older, because we, as we know, um, anyone under 12, is ge they're generally going to die, 90% mortality rate. Um, I'm assuming that the game... The devs, they they didn't want you to be killing actual children, like like babies and stuff in the game. But I guess 12-year-olds are okay to murder with a like <laughs> bludgeon to death with a baseball bat or, or shoot in the face with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone's got standards and that was the one. <laughs> That's the age, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, talk us through the Nero intel we have on Newts. Okay. Uh, in field note 1735, uh, they say that they have evidence newts have evolved to become roof dwelling to avoid aggressive swarmers because they will just kill newts. Uh, they can smell blood from a wounded adult the way sharks smell blood in the water. Uh, off top of my head, I don't know how far sharks can smell, but I feel like it's pretty far. I know there's. it's said that they can smell a drop of blood in a swimming pool, but I don't know if that's just what people say, you know, just that sort of... <laughs> <laughs> perpetuated myth um yeah. But yeah sharks definitely do have and it's not just blood like sharks can sense vibrations and things like that um electromagnetic uh oh, cool. waves or whatever you know they have like special it's almost like cat whiskers like they have special kind of sensory uh abilities in their snout nose whatever you call the, <laughs> the, the, the scary end of a shark, um, the wrong end, the, the end you don't want to be in front of. Um, but yeah, so they, they have excellent sensors uh, in ways uh, that we don't. Like we don't even have these abilities, so it's hard for us to comprehend how a shark can smell you in the water. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. The newts have evolved to be able to smell blood. Which yeah. is very, like, that shouldn't be possible, I don't think. That's like X-Men level shit, you know, evolving <laughs> to have hypersensitivity in, in your senses that shouldn't be physically possible. Yeah, and is that only in newts? I don't think they ever really say if right. other freakers also get that. Yeah, there is something we're going to come up on, uh, which is a theory I found or a theory I want to present um, as to why you have these different types based on their ages, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Um, okay. But I also thought it was interesting that they they're roof dwelling to avoid aggressive swarmers, which goes back to what we were saying earlier about the freaks attacking each other. And I've never seen a swarmer attack a newt, but I'm guessing uh, I did early early in the game. Um, oh, you did. Like when you when you first go to I guess Crazy Willies, mm -hmm. like right when you're trying to when you lose your bike and everything. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a spot where there was like a bunch of newts on a roof and some swarmers on the ground, and I saw them kill one. Oh, okay. So, so swarmers <laughs> will kill newts. Good to know. Yeah, I think it's rare to see them together because the newts can always get up on the roof. Yeah. All right. What else we got? Uh, let's see. In field note two zero six nine, 
it reveals that blood tests they ran on newts found antibodies and antiviral proteins that they cannot identify. And my thought was that that's because Sarah has been experimenting on them. Oh, the ones up at the um, the little house, house where you have to go get the specific newt that she needs. Yeah, and I think depending on when you find that thing in the game and everything, nobody knows that that's what she's been doing. Yeah, that's actually um, a good little crossover. Like, the idea that she's doing experiments and then Nero comes along and is like, why are these newts different? And they have no idea that she's been out there like injecting them with stuff. Yeah, because as far as they know, no one's got the technology they do mm -hmm. uh and then in field note 2073 there's proof that newts are evolving to be cave or mine dwelling uh like the mine you go into is schizo um right full of newts um and i think i said possibly because of puberty making them more sensitive to light yeah interesting because the swarmers are very light sensitive they're photosensitive and they you know if you shine your flashlight or your headlamp for your bike in their faces, they will shield their eyes, but I don't believe the newts necessarily do that. So it's interesting mm. that maybe perhaps the younger newts are not sensitive to light, and then as they grow older, presumably becoming swarmers uh, on a long enough timeline, maybe well, uh, or, or they would become more sensitive? I don't know. Yeah, I, I had a... Well, we can get to that in a bit. I had a okay. thought about it. <laughs> do you want to do that now? <laughs> Uh, sure. Uh, with all the, the types that we're going to go through here, none of them, except for newts and swarmers, started out as anything but those two. Like, bleachers mm. are, are a extra evolution, same as screamers and breakers and everything, reachers. Like, you don't see them right away because they had to evolve to that point from the base uh, swarmer. Mm. So, so you think they're rarer in the game because they are... Um, more recently evolved. Yeah, I mean, it, it even in like Deacon's notes in the story stuff, he's like, like, oh, I just encountered like this giant one, the Breaker. Like, what else could there be? Something to that effect. Um, right. So he is unaware of all the other kinds, at least until you encounter them, and they all evolved from the base model. It, so, like, would that mean that newts, if they live long enough, would evolve into their own thing? I assume it does mean that. Good question. Like, uh, whatever the base, I don't even remember, uh, the original COVID, <laughs> that's not around anymore. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. It got overtaken uh, by your Delta and now whatever the right. new one is, Omicron. Um, yeah. And, and, and I'm sure there'll be more. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, eventually the regular swarmer wouldn't, would be like a rare sight. Yeah. Yeah, because viruses constantly evolve. I did read a book about uh, COVID uh, last year, and it was talking about how just generally with viruses, they tend to mutate every couple of weeks. You get some sort of new strain, new mutation happens. It's constant. The The only reason why we don't see it as like a million different strains is because there's always one that's more dominant and it you know overrides everything else. It's not that the virus itself is consciously making these decisions to be better it's just pure statistics you know we, you end up with some mutation that just is more easily transmissible or less deadly or whatever and that just means that it spreads easier but yeah with this it's it's if they're already infected and they're evolving in it the virus is evolving in the host or the host is evolving then that yeah. would play out differently because I feel like the host is like, like one of them evolves into a screamer 
uh, she's not reinfecting the other swarmers with the screamer. It's like the the virus in some of them is seeing it and copying mm. the uh, the changes. I guess it goes back to the cancer, like the the proto oncogenes. Uh, on, what is it? Proto oncogenes. Oncogenes. So... Thank you. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I have to go back to the notes to find that. So I guess it, it maybe it's like that. Like it's the the way we get different kinds of cancer. You know, it's essentially the same thing is happening. Cancer is still cancer, but if it infects your your liver or your skin or your bone or your brain, like it's different. It does different things to you. You respond differently to it. Um, there's different levels of cancer, like like um, more easily treatable or more uh, rapidly fatal types of cancer, but they're all still essentially cancer. Again, I am not a doctor. I am <laughs> potentially making sweeping generalizations. I do not know much about cancer, but from what I understand, like that's how how it works, right? Uh, you sound uh, like a doctor to me. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. You, you can call me Doctor Weaver from now on. <laughs> um, I also answer to Lieutenant Weaver. Um, <laughs> all right, so swarmers are what the regular freaks are called. And they have evolved exocrine glands that produce a semi-viscous secretion transporting as yet unknown pheromones. So let's break that down. So they, <laughs> they're, they're stinky. <laughs> they give off a stink. Yeah. That, that's, so the base model, let's call them that, of all of these freaks, they have, um, as we mentioned earlier, they, they secrete pheromones. Um, Nero doesn't know for what purpose or what it is. Um, I don't even know how they would know. Oh, I guess if they have evolved exocrine glands, you'd look at that and be like, huh, interesting. That must mean they're secreting something. I mean, I feel like it's it's mixed in with all their trails of shit that lead into caves and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's like, like a roadmap for other freaks. Like they kind of talk about when you take Mike up to the to mm -hmm. talk about blowing up the caves and i think o'brien mentions later they're becoming more like insect-like with a hive mind yeah yeah i wonder if the pheromones do kind of get them in in sync somehow or or that's how maybe it okay so if the exocrine glands that produce the the pheromones if they are evolving as the infection continues maybe the ability to secrete the pheromones increases and maybe what they can do is they use the pheromones as like a new language and they can give off certain pheromones or certain uh kind of like with bees like the panic signal you know when it's like attack 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 the hive is in danger and they all give off a pheromone that causes all the other bees they all smell it it's kind of like a little alarm system a warning system yeah. so maybe that's what's happening with the hives like they've they've grouped together and if one of them sees you that one freaker will give off, like suddenly will just, you know, give off all these pheromones, this this signal, and all the other freaks smell it. And they all yeah. give it off and it spreads. Like maybe that's <laughs> kind of how it works. Yeah, and there was something recently they discovered the those um the murder hornets. When they attack right. a, a beehive, the bees actually all emit like a scream um that tells all the other bees like we gotta swarm and they can actually swarm the murder hornet and overheat their body and kill them 
like that's the only defense they have because a uh, murder hornet can kill like a tire beehive in <laughs> under an hour i believe how do you learn you have that skill <laughs> uh <laughs> well you know when i was researching this my wife recommended uh, i read um oh my god i'm forgetting the name now but it's a uh, <laughs> plight of the living dead highly recommended what uh, is it called plight of... of the living dead yeah it's a, a science author wrote it like a science journalist sorry um all about like uh, rabies and funguses and like there's a hornet that can grab like a silkworm and stab right into its brain I've and release that one. like a chemical and, and controls it and makes it carry around the babies till they burst out of its body it's pretty graphic but so, nature it's... is so badass like so <laughs> yeah. mean and so cruel but like inventive you know that's <laughs> like that's crazy yeah damn so isn't that good called, insight like, the, into this the zombie the zombie wasp or something like that or zombie ants or something where they're like they they have that that wasp or that insect, or whatever, like controlling their brains, like sitting on their backs or whatever, or, or has injected them. And they're basically the little ants or whatever's infected is just, it turns into a zombie. It's like their brain is not their own and they're just like living dead. Yeah. And other ants can tell by their behavior if they are. So this stuff has evolved to let the ants infiltrate the hive and act normal. And then at night, they'll go out and like climb up on a tree, like with cordyceps, and it'll, grow out of the top of their head right at the right height to let all the spores all over the other ants when they walk by oh it's, my it's, god it's pretty that's wild inc- that's crazy <laughs> that's incredible yeah and kind of terrifying though yeah <laughs> like I mean, how many is, different ones there are <laughs> the the cordyceps fungus like that's where um the last of us is it, that's what the last yeah. of us uses um and it yeah it's nature is just wild um right. <laughs> All right, so bleachers. <laughs> bleachers, these are the um they they look like regular freaks, but they deal more damage and they take more hits to kill, uh, depending on your weapons. And they're stronger, so they, they provide more XP when you kill them. Um also the rock on ability, you know, we can throw a rock and stun them. That doesn't work on bleachers, interestingly. Okay. I've never um, tried that. Good yeah, to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but bleachers, I I can never tell the difference in the field. I know they do look slightly different. They do have like the the bleach skin, um, but I never really differentiate between them when I'm <laughs> murdering a horde or or you know freakers <laughs> or whatever. Uh, so in field note two zero seven one, there it's reported they have forty percent greater muscle mass than normal swarmers. Yep. And, you know, over a thousand have been spotted already. And like you said, it's kind of like a, a, this is a variant on the virus. Yeah, it seems like eventually it would replace the, the normal swarmer. Yeah. They're just stronger, but otherwise they're basically the same. Like, yeah, it seems like it would take over. Yeah. I mean, I guess in a way you could just look at it as the statistics. Like if you have, um, you know, 50% are swarmers, and 50% of the overall freaks are bleachers, like the swarmers being weaker are going to die out sooner. So eventually the bleachers will outlive them just because they are stronger. And right. maybe have, you know, survival of the fittest, have a, a better, because they have better muscle mass and they're probably able to hunt and, and get food easier than they would survive for longer. Although maybe they need more food to True. sustain that muscle mass. So in the long run, it may not be beneficial. Yeah, well, speaking of muscle mass, let's skip ahead to breakers. Sure. Because uh, these guys, 
these guys were badass. Um, all right, talk me through. What do we know about breakers? Uh, field note 2072 says, first breaker encounter, subdued with 10,000 milligrams of ketamine. Uh, it references a note 2071 where it took 6,000 uh, milligrams of ketamine to take down a bleacher. Um, so, yeah, breakers take a lot. Uh, it seems like shows... a lot of ketamine. Yeah. Is, is that I, not rather a lot? 10,000 milligrams? I, I don't know much about ketamine, so I can't really say for sure. But... <laughs> well, wait, hang on. 10,000 milligrams would be 10 grams? I don't know. I'd have to do math. <laughs> I don't know math all that well. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I should not have brought that up. <laughs> that still seems like an awful lot of ketamine. It does. It seems like that could kill a human. Yeah. <laughs> it also mentions blood tests shows they have an extremely elevated amount of anabolic steroids. Um, and they kind of implied it was like a bunch of like uh, roid rage guys that mm -hmm. became breakers. But there's no way that there was a guy two years after the mass casualty event doing steroids in the woods who just got infected. <laughs> So, like, Can that means imagine? they evolved to make their own steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like, their yeah, body must just be producing it constantly. How long would steroids, if you're taking steroids, how long would that last in your body? Like, that's something that you need to be constantly taking. It's not just going to stick around for two years. Yeah. So it's not like someone who was, like, a weightlifter or whatever pre-catastrophe is going to turn into a breaker and still have that level, especially elevated amounts. I mean, I guess if anyone, if you could like still get infected, like the people that we think are immune in the game, like if Boozer got infected, he'd be a breaker. <laughs> yeah. Because he's got those huge arms somehow. <laughs> <laughs> True. Now, Reachers, what do you think of the Reachers? Because I find these guys are the scariest to me. I know there are lots of ways to to kill them. Um, you know, you can like stun them, I think, with flashbangs and uh, smoke bombs, and they pretty much go down as easy as any of the other uh, enemies. But I I just find them, I find them really scary because I try to run away from a lot of the time from the bigger enemies, like the breakers um, and, you know, and the runners and stuff like that and the rager bears. I'll just be like, eh, I'm not going to bother. Peace out. The reachers will <laughs> follow you everywhere and of course they can keep up because they're super fast <laughs> i i've definitely never tried to run away from one on foot but i can definitely get away on a bike from a, a reacher i, I can't get I, away I from had a to wolf. run away from one one time because I, I was in a tunnel and i think i for some reason i left my bike on the other side of the tunnel and i was like i was just like exploring and i popped out the other side this was in Oh, it must have been in Highway 97. I, I I can't remember exactly where, but I popped out the other side of the tunnel and there was a reacher and I'm like, oh, peace out. And like run back. <laughs> my bike is like half a mile behind me. So I'm just like running, 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 sprinting, sprinting, sprinting. And this thing is just like keeping up with me. And I ran so far and I, I think I even jumped on my bike and like drove off, but then decided to like loop back around. So I was like, ah, it'll have gone by now. So I kind of looped back around and it was still there and it started chasing me again. And then another one showed up. I'm like, oh my God, I just wanted to reload like an earlier save just to like not deal with it. I mean, uh, I just use a Chicago chopper on them. Seems to work pretty well. Oh yeah? Yeah, you can knock them down, like make them trip and then just keep shooting them in the head while they're on the ground. It's a good strategy. Yeah. But what do you, what do you <laughs> think of the Reachers? Like what were they? If the Breakers were roided out weightlifters or you know boozer types like what was a reacher track runner 
<laughs> Possibly. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if they were anything per se. It's just a beneficial mutation, I guess. That uh, I don't know why they're so hairy, though, or furry, right. I guess. Right, And it's only, like, really the shoulders and, like, the upper back. Yeah, I always think they kind of look like werewolves in a way, you know, because they have, like, oh. the, the hair and, like, the almost, like, around the head and kind of coming in. It's like Teen Wolf or something. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the Screamers, uh, which we don't really have much info in the intel, the field notes. Um, there's just one mention of the the proof of the first Screamer. Um, but it's interesting that, that the these different types that you get, like Breakers and Reachers, are always male, Bleachers as well, I think, and then Screamers are always female. Yeah, I feel like there needs to be another female type, like evolution. Yeah. Or just some... You know, like a, a female breaker would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> women can be weightlifters too. Um, I <laughs> yeah. did, I I'm, I probably shouldn't bring this up, but I did, uh, I, I kind of got in a little bit of an argument on Reddit one time um, or, or just had, you know, internet dudes screaming at me because someone had mentioned that in the hordes, there aren't many female freakers. Uh, in fact, I don't know if you really see any. Maybe, maybe very occasionally, um, but how it's uh, it, it's interesting that the that that was obviously a choice that was made, and there was lots of theories as to why that is, and a lot of people said, oh, it's because you know female zombies or freakers, whatever, are harder to animate because of the long hair, and so it's like a, a, a harder thing to put into a horde, and I'm just thinking, no, like it. There's no reason why it would be any harder. Like you can design any freak to look any specific way if it adds to the processing power or whatever you need to add like a fucking ponytail, like just have their hair be short <laughs> or in a bun or, you know, like a whatever. Like it doesn't, it's not like all women walk around with long hair all the time, like swaying around. <laughs> don't, don't most freaks eventually lose all their hair anyway? Yeah. At least the the swarmer types. I know there are the women, uh, the female swarmers that do have like short hair, like you're saying, but eventually it seems like they all go bald. Yeah. So maybe half of them are women. Yeah. I mean, all the, the newts, <laughs> all the newts don't have hair, I think. And uh, I thought they the... had like kind of like, like patchy, patchy hair. It's oh, kind of like little straggly bits. But either way, you know, they're obviously not animated to have like swaying golden locks or anything <laughs> like that. Um, and I, I, the thing that kind of pissed some people off is I posited the idea that um, perhaps it's just the, uh, I forget what it's called. Um, but basically, if you look at a, a, any TV show or any movie or anything like that, and you just sort of say there's like a nightclub scene and the room is filled with like 100 people, if you have a split of 70% male and 30% female, the average person will look at that and say, that's 50-50 male, female. It's like a, a, a recorded thing that people do. Like we, I don't know if we're trained because we see that so often, this like disparity um, in movies and, and shows and stuff, um, or if it's just, I don't know, it's just when we're not very observant. I don't know what the reason is, but that is a thing that happens. That's a, a known um occurrence that that we we are not very good at judging male female split and i'd said that maybe you know there is some sort of subconscious bias with creating a horde that the devs unintentionally i'm not saying anyone at bend is sexist or anything i'm not i love everyone who worked on this game like i'm not saying anything bad about the game 
But perhaps, you know, this phenomena, when you're designing a horde, you know, you put in more male freakers than female freakers, you think it's even, and it's actually not. I'm just saying that could be a possibility. Yeah, definitely. Not saying anyone's sexist, just society has kind of uh, trained us to not be a good judge of equality. Yeah, it's important to constantly evaluate your own biases. Right, exactly. I mean, it could just be that they thought, yeah, it's easier to just design them as men because it's less effort with the hair. Or maybe half of them are women, or maybe more more than half. Maybe they're all women, and we just don't realize because they've lost their hair and they're just wearing rags. And we're like, oh, okay, obviously it looks like a dude. Must be a dude. Yeah, plaid looks like, <laughs> like flannel on everybody. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's go into stage three. Further mutations. Uh, let's see. In field note 2014, uh, O'Brien speculates the virus causes evolutionary leaps of millions of years. Hordes are producing complex pheromones carried by air particles, leading to an insect-like hive mind. Mm. So we haven't really seen any further ones yet, but obviously they keep changing. Oh, I guess we have, actually, if, uh, at the very, very end. Yes. The, yeah. the O'Brien so, type, as I named it. <laughs> yeah, which is a, a great name. I mean, obviously, <laughs> at some point in the game, O'Brien is infected. And I actually asked Bernardo de Paula, the, the guy who played O'Brien, in my interview in episode 15, I asked him, when do you think O'Brien was infected? And he honestly didn't know. And I think because he was, I think John Garvin probably knew and was giving him direction, but he wasn't explicitly told, oh, hey, by the way, you're infected right now, but don't tell anyone. Um, he was just given direction how to act in each scene because his scenes were filmed over the course of like a couple years and was really spread out. So he didn't really have um, much kind of continuity or much like uh, context for what he was filming in, you know, in terms of everything else that was happening in the game. He's quite isolated. So he unfortunately couldn't answer the question. There are some theories that at a certain point in the game, you can probably tell when O'Brien knows that he's been infected. Honestly, I oh, don't I, even know when I have when an that argument is. for that. Okay, go ahead. The, the literal first time you see him out in the woods with the, uh, the deer carcass we were talking about, his uh, face shield is completely mirrored. And when he mm -hmm. puts Sarah on the chopper, it, you can see his face. Right. And you you never see it again. So you think he was infected before we, we see him in the game, like the two years later, before Deacon finds him again? Yeah, but I think maybe he was, uh, and maybe everyone at Nero has been infected with uh, an alternate strain. Right. Yeah, I think that's pretty uh, that, clear. That that makes sense to me that it's not regular freaker virus. It's, it's some genetically modified lab created different strain i mean maybe it was a vaccine they made for themselves but it also mutates them oh just an idea <laughs> see i always assumed that the mirrored face shield was just to cut down on the amount of of work it would take to animate his face through the shield and and like it's i, I just figured it makes makes it easier just from a, a game production standpoint, in the same way that it probably just made it easier to make the hordes mostly male. Like it's not, it's not recent. We're reading a lot into it, but I, I could be wrong. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about that, but I will say you never see anyone from Nero. Uh, you never see their face. Yeah. So even uh, the guy you save from the the ice wind lava cave horde, or when that's when you find the Reacher the first time. Yeah. Uh, the the guy who you like help with the radio who's dying in there. Uh, you never see his face either. Um, and I wrote this down because I just beat the game again. Uh, when you're in there, O'Brien mentions they've tracked and identified twelve variants. Oh. So there there are, and that I, I assume includes the animal types. But even then, you don't see 12 kinds in the game. I'm just um, counting them now. Hang on. How many do we have? <laughs> so we have... I think we have around um, 10. Yes, we have newts, swarmers, bleachers, screamers, breakers, reachers. And then we have runners, rager bears, criers. And then I think 10 would be the, the thinker, the O'Brien one. The O'Brien types. So that's, yeah, that's 10. Nine if you don't include O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, what are the other three? Right. And did they already design them? Or are they waiting? <laughs> or they never got to it? I have to assume because you can see um, mountain lions in the game that mm -hmm. they had designed one that just didn't happen for right. whatever reason. Yeah, I was really scared the first time I played the game that there were going to be mutant cougars. <laughs> I also thought the cougars would be more prevalent than they are. Um, yeah. They seem to come out more after you finish the game. You find them up at Lost Lake. Uh, which you never find earlier on in the game, like until you get to the credits. Oh yeah, I always find them up near uh, Diamond Lake. Yeah, that's the generally find them. Yeah, Diamond Lake and kind of south of the mountains. But once you finish the game, they're everywhere. Yeah, which makes sense. I've got cougars that come around my house, so and yeah. I'm way north of there. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about. Oh, I had one one note oh. that I wanted to to just throw out about okay. animal types and other people types. Uh, do they change or would they evolve differently in different locations like Australia? Mm. Like, would there be uh, freaker koalas or just the people <laughs> and like the conditions or like Siberia? Would the freakers become like uh, furry and more immune to the cold? Well, I'm just thinking now about freaker kangaroos. They would be badass. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they'd kill you so hard. And also, oh, all the insects and things that want to kill you already in Australia. Every, everything yeah. there is so, so aggressively badass. That's where survival three mode goes. <laughs> yeah, survival three just <laughs> takes you out of Oregon, puts you in Australia. Um, but interestingly, so one thing that we know about the freaks is that they like cold, dark, wet conditions. Australia is the exact opposite. Well, I guess they do get a lot of rain in the winter, but, you know, summertime, you know, it's hot. They have a lot of fires. You know, it's, um, I don't know what the, what the latitude is, how far south they are, like for, for how much daylight they get, but it doesn't imagine like it, I don't imagine it's the right kind of environment for the freaks that we encounter in the game. Because there's the whole thing about the freaks are going north out of California. They're going north to get to colder climates. Right. So in Australia, they'd be kind of fucked because <laughs> there is no cold <laughs> climate. I don't believe that there are like cold mountains anywhere, you know, where they could go up to a higher elevation. Uh, there, There is like a, like ski resorts in Australia, but not many. Right. Yeah. So for the mm. most part, the freakers in Australia are kind of screwed. Yeah. If that's what they're looking for. But maybe, like you say, maybe it, it evolved differently there. Um, or in fact, or the animals and the people are better able to deal with those temperatures, you know, because yeah. if you infect like a, 
um, oh, like a kangaroo, for example. I mean, a kangaroo is probably very good at being out in the desert in the sun, you know, all day. Right. It may just evolve to be totally fine with that. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about where the virus comes from. Um, so we're given a lot of information in the game when Sarah and Deacon return to Cloverdale to get the, I think it's the DNA sequencer that she needs. And we have the whole face off with Jim and we learn the history of how Sarah was involved with creating the virus in the first place. Because early on in the game, she says that she is in her contract that none of her research goes into any um, like weapons or anything like that. But that goes to show that she knew that the company had an arm that did that. They had a branch that does like bioweapons and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And she's like, no, I'm not going to work on that. You can't use my research for that. But I'm like, girl, yeah. <laughs> how naive are you? Like, they're not going to, they're either not going to hire you if you're saying, no, I can't be a part of that, or they're going to do it anyway, which obviously yeah. is what they do. Yeah, she seemed really smart, but uh, I don't. I wouldn't trust Amazon if I worked for them. Exactly, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so some of the things that she mentions in that scene is that uh, she originally was doing research in a specific lab, and there was some sort of government contract that she was working on, which is probably how she got her federal security clearance. But then her lab was taken over, ta and her internal company access was removed because she talks about how um, she goes into the lab and she was like, and we used to grow blah, blah plant here and we grew this plant here and, you know, and then it all got taken out and, and changed and I got locked out and I couldn't get access anymore. But she's still working at Cloverdale and she still has a federal security clearance. She got her internal company access taken away and she's got put on a, a different project, presumably. She mentions David Gorman, the research intern who hacks the system, and he finds out that they're working on a classified project. And he's the one who wanted to expose the company. He took a sample, took it to an expo in Portland where he wanted to go see a reporter to like be a whistleblower. He wanted to be the next Edward Snowden, as Sarah says. <laughs> but he, interestingly, he takes the sample with him, but she says he was already infected. So I always like imagine it kind of like 12 Monkeys, the movie, the excellent movie where mm. the guy purposefully goes around all the airports and like is taking the stopper off the, the you know, the, the, the vial, the, uh, the test tube and like letting people get infected. But what <laughs> you think Sarah's, he was doing that? <laughs> well, no, what Sarah's saying is that he was actually infected. So he had the sample with him, but it's not the sample that infected the journalist. It was Gorman himself was infected somehow. I mean, that's um, just bad PPE protocol. Yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're going to steal a sample, you'd think that you would know I mean, how he should to have protect a... yourself against it, especially if it is like a bioweapon or something like that. Yeah, he needs a level A suit just to enter the room that that would be in. Right. So I don't know how he was getting exposed to it, but maybe well, how he didn't he's know what he was doing. How he's getting... I mean, he is an intern, so... <laughs> Um, but then it's like, why did an intern even have access to that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, she says that he hacked the system, so presumably he hacked the the um, Ari, Security. is it called the AI? Uh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, to like give himself access. But still, it's like to get a sample out, you'd think that that a, a company of this size dealing with this kind of stuff would have 
a little bit more security. Yeah, but I guess he's the real villain of the game, even more than Schizo. <laughs> yes. Think about it. <laughs> Fucking David Gorman. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because within two days, it says within two days, all the people at the conference were infected. A week later, 2.5 billion people were dead within a week. Thanks, David Gorman, you fucking asshole. And I have to assume <laughs> most of those billion people were either under 12 or over 60. Right, yeah. They were just dying of the virus because people in one week weren't fully like turned yet, I would assume. Yeah, and of course Sarah realizes that her research has been used all along in some capacity to create this virus. Now, interestingly, in Siphon Filter, the video game that's the spiritual predecessor to Days Gone, there's a virus called Siphon Filter, and it's a bioweapon that can be programmed on a genetic level to target specific groups of people. Now, this game was also written by John Garvin, so I think it's safe to say he has a little uh, a little theme, a little story that he likes to explore. So, and, and we kind of know through various clues that Days Gone is a sort of spiritual sequel to Siphon Filter. Um, so, I'm wondering if if you take Siphon Filter and some of the story points and apply them to Days Gone in the way of like maybe it's sort of either they're in the same universe and it's perhaps the same virus or the same organization or or whatever the same goals happening behind the scene or if you just think hey here's a writer who really really likes this kind of storyline he's probably doing something similar in days gone to what he did in siphon filter makes you wonder so is that what cloverdale was creating for the government something that affects people differently depending on their age or their size or you know various other things going on with their dna as we see from all of the different types of freaks. Yeah, I uh, like that idea. And I would say, in, in my head canon, it's where uh, kind of how she was constantly, uh, sorry, Sarah was constantly like competing with Weaver mm -hmm. for the militia, like who's going to get their science done first. Uh, that's what Cloverdale was against whoever made the siphon filter. Oh, weapon. like a rival organization, both yeah, maybe they, contracted for the government. And one, you know, they're in competition with each other. Yeah, like, we'll make a better bioweapon than you. Yeah. That's how I'm going to imagine it. <laughs> no, I mean, that makes sense. I just love the idea that it's like, it depends on your DNA, how it affects you, or if it affects you. Which gets us into Deacon, Boozer, Sarah, all the survivors. How are they not infected? Are they immune? Were, were they exposed to something that gave them immunity? Like, I, what, I, they, what is going on? They have got to be immune um, at this point in the game. But I don't think they were born immune. That would be too out there for all three of them knowing each other to all be immune. Does mm. not, like, naturally Statistically, immune doesn't make that sense. doesn't make sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's three unrelated people. So, um, I mean, maybe it's the weed farm that they all go hang out at, but I kind of doubt it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it could be something, though, like Sarah was messing with all these plants, which are used in the virus. Uh, maybe she had some at her house or something, and like the spores from the plant gave them immunity somehow. Oh, my God. What if, what if Oregon is the only place that has people that are immune because of the plants that grow there? If there is something, you know, it's the pollen in the air or something like that. 
that gives certain people immunity or protection in some way. And like everyone who's in California or, or, you know, um, I don't know, South America or Europe or whatever, where they don't have these plants, they're all fine. Like everyone is infected there. <laughs> so I have two thoughts about that. Uh, first, don't they say the anarchists came up from somewhere else like California? Mm, you could right. be right. Yeah. And and then the other thing is Sarah even tells you about, uh, I want to say uh, Ogden or somebody, uh, Peter Skeen Ogden, I want to say. Oh, yes. Yep. Is famous for bringing, like most of the plants in Oregon were not natural. Oh, okay. Like they were, <laughs> they were brought there from somewhere else. So that would imply other places also have them if that's what's keeping them immune. Right. Sorry, not to shit all over your ideas. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm just talking out my ass. I'm just making shit up as I go along. Um, interestingly, though, so Sarah has a guard stationed outside her hut when she's doing the experiment on the newt. And it's implied that he's there not to take out the newt if something goes wrong. It's to take out her if she gets infected, which leads me to believe she doesn't believe she's immune, which is kind of weird considering like she's doing experiments on them. Um, okay, but I guess if if she thinks that it's like rabies, and it's like as long as you don't get you know scratched or bitten, you're okay, and she can stay far enough away. But she doesn't really seem to take any precautions to prevent. No, that. she's wearing like a tank top. Yeah, exactly. when she does it. Uh, <laughs> well, I kind of wondered if if she believes that, or she wants everyone else to believe that at the camp. Mm at the militia camp because if they're like oh we're immune they might be way more like let's just go guns blazing and she's right. trying to cure all these right. people she, not kill them which is why she's trying to beat weaver to the the punch and because he's trying to create a weapon and it's also part of why she gets kind of pissy with deacon because he's just like yeah let's just fucking kill them all and she's yeah she's like no that's they're still people they're not zombies they're not dead they're not they're not um too far gone like these Although, are real I, people who are just infected. We can save them. I think she's wrong, but I mean, she's proven to be wrong because she doesn't save them. Um, you know, her 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 miracle cure does not work, and the right. game kind of like drops that storyline. You know, by the end of the game, it's like she's just happy to escape the militia and go back to Lost Lake with Deacon and Boozer, and it's not really mentioned again which is kind of a shame uh, i like to think i hope that they would do that in the second game uh you know if they do a sequel that they would bring back resurrect this idea of finding a cure because i thought that was a a really emotional storyline that she is the only one who's like wait a minute you guys are all killing everything you're just like gung-ho let's just fucking murder all these people and they are people they are suffering, they are infected, and they need to be cured. And you're talking about burning them to death with a napalm molotov? <laughs> That's like, could you, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't just go into a hospital and be like, ah, screw it, you're all gonna die someday anyway, and throw a bomb into like the oncology ward or something. You know, she's the only one who sees it. Yeah, and, and Cloverdale is right there. Mm-hmm. Like she could definitely go back there and she's got her lab already. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many loose threads with Days Gone that are just dropped, like the idea of blowing up the tunnels and the caves to stop the hordes coming up to Lost Lake. That obviously, you know, they lose the the or he uses the TNT and the deck cord to defeat the Rippers. Um, but it's like that's it. It's never mentioned again that we were going to stop the hordes coming in. Again, I don't think you can 
Like, I obviously we don't think Sarah can create a cure, but th- they could have made that happen. You know, the writer could have decided, yeah, we're going to end it with finding a cure. Obviously not if you want to create a sequel. You don't want to <laughs> cure the, the virus because then you don't have another game. But yeah, It'd be a very different game if it did. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else we want to go through? Anything we missed? Oh, that was pretty comprehensive. Yeah. All right. So I want to mention a few things before we get done here. Every Tuesday night, you can find me on the Spornicus Rex YouTube channel for a collaborative live stream playthrough of Days Gone. Spornicus Rex goes into the gameplay tactics and strategy. I discuss the story, the characters, and all the amazing details of the game. You can watch live on the Spornicus Rex YouTube channel every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. And if you can't tune in live, the streams are still available to watch afterwards. You can support the Days Gone podcast by leaving us a review or giving a thumbs up. That really helps the algorithm do its thing so more people can find the show. And if you have friends who play Days Gone, please let them know about the podcast and perhaps give us a share on social media. You can also show your support by heading over to buymeacoffee.com slash daysgonepod, where you can throw a little money in the tip jar if you're feeling generous. And that really helps me with the overhead costs of running the show. I want to give a special shout out to Billy Foley, who bought me a coffee this week, and also to a mystery person who anonymously bought me three coffees. Thank you so much. That really helps support the podcast, and I appreciate it so, so much. Josh, thank you for doing all this amazing research, digging into the virus. I think we answered a lot of questions. Yeah, definitely. I think we may have given ourselves more questions, too, but (laughs) not bad. Yeah, I think we did all right. You can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. Weaver out.